Hello, good people, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm her co-host, SK. On this episode, we talked to Savvy Rose, and we had a great time. We talked to my good friend, Savannah, aka Savvy Rose, on Instagram. There is a little underscore in her handle, FYI, so it's Savvy underscore Rose. But she is a good friend of mine, and we met in the cannabis space doing like fun modeling stuff like four and a half years ago now. Okay. And we've been friends for a while, and it was super great to have her on just to share her perspective into how she uses cannabis and so many other plant medicines. (laughs) We basically talked about every time she's used (laughs) a plant medicine or a drug. It was super fun. Yeah, it was really eye-opening. I haven't experimented as much. So it was so fun to like hear all of her experiences. Yes, definitely more of a fun, playful episode because she is so fun and playful and so authentically genuine and herself, which yeah. is just a, one of the reasons why I look up to her and love having her in my life. <laughs> yeah. I love talking to her about like mirror work and getting in touch with oneself using plant medicine. It was really, yes. it was a great time. Um, And like a lot of with the mirror work, like child inner, like working with your inner child yeah, and expressing that more and like being okay with expressing that to heal your inner child. She does so many cool like workshops, consulting with like all sorts of clients. If you're interested in like any of those things we just discussed, <laughs> um, as well as like getting in more in touch with your sexuality and what your actual needs and desires are. She is just so incredible. I love her so much. Uh, We also talked about candida a bit because she is going through a bit of a candida poisoning right now that she's trying to get under control. So crazy stuff out there that we're just trying to find the best plant medicines (laughs) to help us. And she microdoses mushrooms as well. And we talk about that. It's just a fun kind of episode. We touch on a lot of different things and just personal experiences with different plant medicines. So... Hope y'all enjoy. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Hemper. Use code MCARTERGETSHIGH to save at hemper.co. I love the Hemper's monthly subscription boxes. They come with these best supplies that I'm always about to run out of, like a lighter, hemp wick, Q-tips to clean my bangers um, and pipes and really good cleaner too as well. So be sure to use our code MCARTERGETSHIGH to save at hemper.co. That's H-E-M-P-E-R dot C-O. And also please follow us on Instagram at highmindedpod and follow me, High, if you're not already. <laughs> yeah, subscribe, review us, um, follow, send to your friends. Email us, let us know what you want to hear please. or if you think you would be a good guest on the podcast and we're looking for more sponsors so if you are interested in potentially being a sponsor or coming on the pod please reach out to us um mccarter gets high pod at gmail.com thank you so much and as always stay high I'm Savannah. I go by Savvy. I just turned 25, I guess in June, so not really adjust. That's crazy. (laughs) 
Um, I'm from Fort Collins, Colorado, and I grew up in downtown Denver. And I do a ton of things. Normally when people ask me that, I answer and I say I play. Um, and then <laughs> people ask that. me what instrument, and I don't play any instruments. So that's really <laughs> awkward. Um, I am that's learning fun. to DJ with my partner now, which I'm really oh, excited about. Yeah. I love that. Um, but I do some work with workshops or coaching surrounding inner child work, mirror work, um, gratitude, affirmations, just like reprogramming a lot of things, a lot of like Joe Dispenza, Um Ideal reality work, talking about sexuality. Um, I also have an OnlyFans platform, and I worked in the cannabis space for a while um, and have slowly stepped out of that and influencer work, um, but still love doing like the digital creating or like media yes. work. Yeah. yeah. And like fun photo shoots. Yeah. I love creating with you and doing fun photo shoots. I'll definitely post some like photos. Of us when I put when we published the episode, okay, cute. <laughs> but yeah, we, Savannah and I met like four years ago. That is nuts. <laughs> That's really nuts. Um, at like a little party with like other cannabis like yeah. influencers, I guess like content creators. We don't like the word influencers, Mm-mm. but yeah, content creators. And we were both wearing the like almost the same red swimsuit. Yeah, identical. And we looked like twins, like. People were like, did you guys plan this? And we were like, we've, we've never, never met. met. <laughs> <laughs> and from that day, yeah, we've just like had a special bond, I feel like. And, and we, we have twinned every time except for like one time yes. when we've gone out and met each other places. Yes, we have like weird, I don't know, like mental telepathy, similar, yeah. like, I don't know, we just make similar choices, have similar like views on things and... Yeah, I like lo- I love your work. I look up to you. You're such a great friend of mine. Thank so you. thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you. Yay, I love you. But yeah, I think you can provide such a good insight into how people can use plant and natural medicine, like to help with like therapy, like in you know overcoming all these different like mindsets we have, and like. Yeah, so I just want to dit like dive in because like you have been in the like hemp and cannabis scene for a minute because mm-hmm. your mom has a really cool hemp business. Yeah. So like I feel like you knew a lot earlier on than a lot of other people that like hemp is good first mm-hmm. of all. Like it's not anything to be like push like yeah we yeah just, freaked out by or yeah yeah because we were both like grew up in the midst like sk and i both grew up in the midwest and i feel like hemp was just like that's like for hippies and like that's yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um would you agree i don't know yeah for sure i think that there's definitely like a stigma around it uh, yeah you know mm-hmm. drug war uh, yeah era. yeah but what was your introduction to cannabis um my Well, my introduction to cannabis was definitely in high school, and I did have that fear. I definitely grew up, like, very perfect little child, and so I was like, fuck that. Like, when I was introduced (laughs) to dabs, I was literally in the back of a car with, like, some bad kid friends, and it was a full torch, like, gave me the biggest dab. We had no water. We went to the closest restaurant. It was... 21 and over only that night so we couldn't get water I was freaking out I was like this is oh I was like I get why I shouldn't do this well in that scenario exactly exactly I was like oh this is just perpetuating the narrative of the like why I should be afraid and ashamed to do this feels like a gateway drug yeah it fed into it and I was like oh you're right and I was like no and that's how I feel with a lot of things where I've heard the other side so often and then when I found my own experience with it it's 
been almost the ex- like absolutely the exact opposite mm-hmm. um, and really wonderful in medicine. And that's why it is cool to talk about it because that if you only have that example for anything in life, then that's all you know. Yeah. So that's just how you operate. But if you hear other things and you like can be curious or like have that openness to it. Yes, um, I love your curiosity. That's just my favorite. Surrounding that's my life favorite. and everything. Thank you. And yeah, Thank we were just you. talking about like ketamine. So I definitely want to hear like mm-hmm. your experience using that because I feel like it's starting to come like out that people are using it for therapy and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of practitioners in Colorado and people doing really wonderful things. Oh, um, so cool. Yeah. And so my introduction to the cannabis business world was through my mom. Um, she's an extraordinary crazy lady and she likes to reinvent what she does like every five years ish. And so, (laughs) and so she like got into hemp and leather. So she went, um, and had these gorgeous, gorgeous boots made and belts and purses and like worked with this famous, wonderful man, um, in California. And that's how we kind of got into it. It was just like hemp and leather. And we were at these cannabis little hemp tiny, tiny expos at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she met someone who was the owner of a company called Restorative Botanicals. And that she just, she also does small business development. So she kind of got in, did small business development, and they asked to make her a partner um, or half owner, part owner. Um, So that was our introduction into the actual hemp world where then we were like learning and we were helping educate everyone because there was so much preconceived ideas of what it was and like no information. What year is this? Maybe 16, 17-ish. It's really hard to tell. It's such an estimate. Okay, um, I'll take it. Yeah, but so that's how we got introduced to it. And it was really interesting because it went from like not a lot of information and just a few people who were educating and then like this massive boom. It like blew up. This like huge boom. But then what happened within that was then no one was really educated. It was just like being mass like talked about. So it was this weird like mediocre or media, uh, not mediocre, the opposite of it. Um, a rise, medi- you know a meteoric, meteoric, yeah, okay. yeah. A meteoric rise of just like really, really f- wonderful things. We went to um, Puerto Rico to help bring hemp to the island, and we like talked Whoa. to the cool. government there, and it was really interesting and just like a weird, weird, weird world. And Wait, um, were you guys ever friends with Danny Fontaine? Yeah, I'm, that of uh, yeah, we had she her was, on. Really? Yeah, we had her on the podcast. What does she do? Why is she so familiar to me? I absolutely know she who does, she is. She has her own hemp business too, and also like she said, she was like working with their government too to bring. Okay, then she probably was. It was cool. It was like she a was bunch of people like that, that had trip. been at like NoCo for years yes, and like a bunch of things. Her. Yeah, cool. Um, NoCo and like Southern Hemp Expo, and it was like a bunch of yeah. little family things and like traveling around. It was really fun. We went Whoa. to Hemp on the Slope and just like got real trippy after this expo <laughs> with all these little wonderful like old mushroom. Like Whoa. cannabis people is extraordinary. That's so um, cool. Wait, so was that your first experience with mushrooms? Um, my first experience with mushrooms was with someone I was dating around that time. Um, so probably my freshman year of college, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking them and I didn't know the time commitment. And so <laughs> I called my mom and I was like, I'm going to have a bad trip. I don't even know what that word means, but I know I'm going to have a bad trip because I was supposed to go home for a family barbecue. Uh-oh. And my mom's like a crazy hippie lady. But up until that point, we hadn't really talked about psychedelics or cannabis yeah. like too extraordinarily. Yeah. Um, and so I thought she'd be mad. You're like, mom, and, I'm tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> and my stepdad is like, works for the government, like grew up in small town Nebraska, like really wholesome, really <laughs> wholesome. At that point in our life, 
did not like we couldn't have cannabis in the house or if we did he didn't know the difference between like THC and he- it just okay. very wholesome but yeah. um, like, had like flower. one beer in college like really cute uh, really cute uh, and then my mom's like this crazy ass lady yeah but- like opposite, opposite, <laughs> opposite, <laughs> yeah. opposite. so wild um I have no idea why I was saying that to you. Mushrooms. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And I called and I was like, there's no way I could go home and be in front of Richard on mushrooms. Like that would be wild, Richard. (laughs) Um, And she's like, okay, well, make sure you go play in nature and like are outside and have so much fun. And then I did. And we went outside and they lived close to Red Rocks. And we went out to this like lush backyard and someone walked by with a wiener dog and I just was crying, laughing. (laughs) And then somehow we were on like this beautiful hike and I was just running. And my friends were like worried at first. I was with these two guys and they were like, trying to be protective and I was like I need to run you guys are slowly slowly walking I was like I will stop and look I saw fairies that I like saw in books when I was little um and I would just run and then come back and it was so fucking phenomenal I loved it that's awesome yeah your ability to play and like yeah connect with like that inner child it's like the most important thing so cool I'm and the encouragement from your mom to just embrace it. That's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but like, I guess, what do you think is kind of, well, I don't know. That's a dumb question. I was like, what's the best like natural medicine for like mental health? But I feel like it's like all like tapping into all. It's so much of it. Yeah, different yeah, parts of different ones. Mm-hmm. And how like certain ones can do great things for like trauma specifically or like yeah. this or that. Yeah, so yeah. do you use certain plant medicine? Or I do. And I medicines? think even like outside of like psychedelics or cannabis like even I've started going to an apothecary or like making sure that the stuff I've been using has been really natural and wonderful to my skin because that's like allowing just like your gut is literally your intuition so when it's clogged you're like not able to do all these things clearly or that's why it's interesting like talking about the mold and stuff or the candida like learning about that do you want to tell I guess we can talk about it (laughs) because that'd be weird to backtrack um how do I start? How, we what do think I? that you might have candida poisoning. So, okay, yeah. but okay. So you say. <laughs> so you say the gut is oh, the root of intuition, <laughs> and you and your gut know that you're hosting like candida. Mm-hmm. And how do you know? Um, I think just through months of listening and of like really being mindful of what's happening or like how I'm responding to specific things. Um, and also just being kind to myself in the intuition of like allowing things to come in or like continuing to remind myself that I do have trust in the universe. So within that, even though it's been like some of the hardest few months of my life, um, really fucked. Um, it's also like a continuous lesson of like that deepening of trust. Like I say that I trust how, Mm -hmm. like how, when it gets tough or like how much is that true? And so I'm just trusting and things are coming in where it's like, resources like I just met you and you're like oh I do know candida diet like Mm -hmm. just allowing things to come in and be receptive to that Mm -hmm. and also knowing myself in advance well enough to know what's mine and what isn't um yeah I think like that's the weirdest part of candida or mold poisoning um is like the intrusive thoughts or the way that it literally feels like a parasite so like Mm -hmm. over the past at least maybe year there's been like another voice kind of in my head that just feels so nasty like I'm such an optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are. And, and just like naturally, I'm like, oh, what is the day going to hold? And then instead, the voice in my head is gonna, has been like, why are you leaving the house? Like, are you sure you would like to wear this piece of clothing that you've loved forever? Like, why would you go Whoa. do this? Or like feeding on so any bad thing and just being like, oh, cloud, yeah. Yeah, of. like very nasty voice. Even like Whoa. not being able to tell intuition a little bit where it's like, yeah, like <laughs> I had a downstairs neighbor ask to cut a string down or have me cut a string down because I like climb out on my roof. 
roof. Um, and he like asked me to cut a string down. And normally I'd be like, oh, cool. I could read if this is a weird situation or not. And I couldn't. So I recorded it. So I was like, do you want me to come on this roof? He's like mentioning bringing back a ladder to my home. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. But it's not like, it, but then it ended up being harmless. But the voice in my head was like, Great. Don't like don't, don't sleep trust. tonight. Don't like trust. fuck this. Like yeah, yeah, making like alarms go off. Yeah, when you're like, no, I mm-hmm. don't think that I, alarm shouldn't be going off right, right now. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's and it's very just like the continuous voice. It's also like the clutter of the voice. Like I, I think that I've been so lucky recently with my practice of gratitude for so long that it's allowed that voice to change and be a positive one. So now being dropped back into it, it is giving me, I just journaled about it today because I'm starting workshops again. And it just gave me like a dropped in appreciation of how hard it is to be in this headspace, to be so negative. Because if you're already starting at a baseline of like, life is wonderful, like it's much easier to navigate the world and take the hardships versus now I just feel very defeated. Yeah. You're starting at like a much lower like mm-hmm. bottom line you or like, like baseline. You dig out of a hole mm-hmm. first to just get to like to do anything. Foundation. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And now time for a quick commercial break. We would like to thank today's episode sponsor, Gentleman Quinn's. Their high-class, big-ass blunts have two grams of whole flour and come with a connoisseur box with each purchase. Their other product is a Mini Quinn's high-class mini-ass blunt with 1.25 grams of whole flour and is so adorable. I love smoking them. Check them out at their website, GentlemanQuinn's.com. That's G-E-N-T-L-E-M-A-N-Q-U-I-N-N-S.com. My freshman year of college, I was also diagnosed with depersonalization disorder because at that point I had been like, my defense mechanism was stuffing stuff down so intensely for my whole life. Yeah. Um, And then in 2013, my dad died. Um, He committed suicide. And so that was like ultimate stuffing things down. And then I went away to college. And when you like leave a traumatic environment, that's when your defenses like go down and allow you to actually recognize what just happened. So Mm -hmm. that's why I started having panic attacks then because Mm -hmm. I was more aware, like more able because I was displaced from the environment. Mm -hmm. However, I was still going down every weekend. So it was still like igniting that. Um, And I had two panic attacks and that's how I learned about uh, depersonalization disorder because I looked up if you could go to the hospital Mm -hmm. um, for a panic attack. So I had two, two days in a row. Um, and I went and like one of the descriptors of reasons people have a panic attack is depersonalization disorder, which is just like over time, the trauma, like your body can't tell the difference between a threat and like a harmful intake and like just a normal experience. So I lost like so many memories. I felt so shut down, so shy, like words are hard. Um, like they'll get stuck. Like I can think them over and over and over and then I'll feel so terrified to say them or they just won't come. Um, and so that took like multiple years of therapy and journaling and like getting myself out. And now it's like returning to those same feelings with the awareness of what it is. So it's been really scary and hard to be back in that. Um, but it's also happening with this like educational alignment of, nutrition, Mm -hmm. which I've never really paid attention to or had to like do a restrictive anything. Yeah. Um, And so it's really hard. Like that's partially why I do want support or why like it's so nice to have the accountability of this practitioner because it's a space where I so easily would be like, no, I want that cookie dough that was in the freezer. Like I'll just start over. That's the candida talking. Yeah, it really is. And that's been so fascinating is like with the voice, I started, um, one of my friends recommended a couple like herbs. And so I was taking trifala and then marshmallow root powder in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And the marshmallow root, 
smelled so nasty to me. Like literally I, like I want to cry thinking about it, like a weird nasty. And before I influenced anyone, when I had a couple people over, I was like, Oh, do you want to like smell these? And they smelled them and we're like, I love it. Cause it's marshmallow root. Like that's what marshmallow used to be supposedly made out of. They're not anymore, but like uh-huh. it's a sweet, it's a nice thing. And I smelled it and I like would take it every morning and want to puke. And my, and my partner smelled it and was like, I love this. What is this one? And it's because the other voice in my head, the candida, it's like a parasite that in your body is like, no, we hate how that smells. Don't do that because it's going to get rid of it. Isn't that insane? Like our bodies are so intelligent and that's why it's so important to have that clearness so that you know what's mine and what isn't. What are your views on like, I guess like pharmaceuticals and like Western medicine then because of like, we, we do talk a lot about like mental health and like, but yeah, I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I told you guys, I'm trying to wean off right yeah, now of sweet. my depression medicine because I don't want to be dependent upon big pharma and like going, you know, going to get this prescription yeah, every week. Like yeah. I want to be able to like regulate and feel my body, like everything about my body, everything about my emotions that's yeah. happening. I don't want anything to be like blocking that. Yeah. So yeah, in the process of doing that, but it, I know that it has helped me a lot. Sweet. The last, the med- like the pharmaceuticals yeah. have helped me a lot with like getting a chemical balance. Um, so like that I don't have those like anxious yeah. and depressive thoughts all the time yeah so yeah but it's like I obviously don't want to go back to that state either but like I want to use like natural medicine so yeah yeah, I feel like we're all on this journey of like yeah just like figuring out what we need what our brain needs what our body needs and like going through all these waves of like okay this has happened like SK like broke her foot. It's like, okay, yeah. now I need to go deal with like Western medicine right. again. Yeah. I need two screws put in my ankle to hold it together so I can walk again. Yeah. Like essential. And they're, yeah. they're forcing like opioids oh on you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, the amount of medicine that they, like the amount of pharmaceuticals that they, like the list that they gave me, I was just like, I'm not going to take <sighs> any of this. And yeah. they were like, well, you're going to have to. Yeah. It's just and scary. Because I, like, I know no. it's like a necessary and I just weed. evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know it's a necessary evil. Like obviously you needed to have that surgery so you could walk yeah. again. Like yeah. your bone was like cracked. Like <laughs> Right. Like there are times right. when Western like, medicine Where do great. we draw the line? And I, I didn't yeah. need 80, right. 90 oh, opioids. Yeah. Like, and they just gave them. I didn't even ask for them. I didn't I agree, want them. Like, 100%. It's so weird. So that and I think, I think it's important to, to find like where that line meets the balance of like functional medicine versus like Western yeah. where it's like I could go to these doctors and they could maybe run the labs, but they won't take my insurance because it's a functional holistic medicine. So maybe I go to my family Western doctor and I get those labs and then I take it to the people who like can do it in the way I want it done. So like just allowing it just like anything to like mesh in the way that's meant like it is a system and maybe it sucks, but like at least you can find the way that it's going to work for you. Yeah, you're right. Um, Because there are things that you like need to go. I hate the doctor. I'm just terrified of it. Um, I just, I think partially because of the amount of people where I, where it feels like one, the lighting, like it feels cold. It doesn't feel like a good place. Like the hospital, like you're supposed to go give birth there. That is a place of like, it doesn't feel good. I don't like that at all. I don't, it's it's just not like empathetic. It doesn't feel right. And then there's also always like the air of the words that I don't understand or like going in and they're like, well, can't do anything, but actually go get this thing which isn't going to help in the long run. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, like with the candida stuff, I went after like months of knowing what it was in my heart. Um, I went to our family doctor for the first time and I was like, thank God, like this person will confirm it. Like, I feel great that we can like get going. Um, cause my family had loved him and I went and I told him everything and he's like, it's not mold. Um, he's like, you just have allergies. And at that point I had like this oh crazy smoker's cough as if I had smoked cigarettes my whole life. And I'm new to tobacco um, <laughs> and had smoked cigarettes my whole life. Like I couldn't, I still can't hear that like as well as I should, like so puffy in here. I couldn't laugh or breathe without just coughing. It was nasty. And he just like sent me home with a prescription for like the little nasal spray, I think, oh my gosh. which I would put in my fucking, uh, can I swear, in my yeah. nose? <laughs> In my nose, and then it would like burn my brain. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, the like that flonase, if it was flonase, yeah, wild burns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with pharmaceuticals, totally. I feel like, and we're just supposed to believe that, like, okay, you have the knowledge, right? Okay. It's giving over that power, and then you feel really powerless or not heard, yeah. and it's an expensive place, and it's not like an yep. easy thing, and so you go and you just feel continuously defeated, traumatic, and on then a you're broke down levels, yeah, and then you're broke down to the point where you are like, actually, I will take that quick fix pill now that you're, we've got to that point because yes. I don't fucking want to do this anymore. You're First, so going right. to someone who's like, hey, it might take ten fucking weeks or ten months to do this, right. but you're never gonna have to go back to this again it's not a band-aid right there's an end in sight Mm -hmm. and like the here's the education so you can take this and do this yourself moving forward and understand like what like how this happened how to avoid it Mm -hmm. how to eat better in the future and like because I feel like this type of these type of things are not going away in our world. Like, no, and I keep it keeps coming up like every single day I keep thinking about it so intensely of like people around me where like depression or these things that are coming up or like massive like panic anxiety or like all of a sudden they don't feel like themselves or like all of these things that are happening it feels like so much of it is just our environment like happening to us and we have no idea I threw away like multiple of my pieces because I had had them for years with water in them and then one was like a gift from a friend who had hers for like a year with water in it so I think that might have been the cause of a lot of like mold and things because even though I would like clean it out a little bit I would let the water sit you need a full Mm -hmm. clean Mm -hmm. so I threw away a water bottle like I don't know exactly that's also I want to talk to someone because I don't know the root okay well I definitely think a deep cleaning of like all like I have some stuff I can give you that I just got but it's a yeast right yeah it's a yeast okay yeah so, so. wait but you're getting so mixed things because some people are telling you it's mold but you feel like in your heart it's yeast um no one's telling me it's mold but like oh. that I think that mold is much more like they're not a commonly talked about thing in the way that they should be mm-hmm. however mold is more common okay um like black mold, like we hear about black right, mold right, kind of thing. Totally. Candida, like that, you don't really hear about that. And so it's like a, almost like a different one, which is why I want a specialist because it is more mm-hmm. yeast related. Yeah. Um, but yeast which is and why mold are so totally different things. Influenced right? by sugar. <laughs> right. Right. Um, are they both made up of sugar? Or well, are, yeast. Yeast. Wait, are is yeast like, and mold com- how Yeast like, and mold, totally I don't different. think. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not okay. They're not, not the same yeah. at all. <laughs> Maybe because they're like fun. Yeah, fungus-y. I think there's like some Fuck. sort of parasitic properties. <sighs> okay. Probably. Like, we, need they a, we need a phone a, phone a scientist. Yeah. yeah, please. On this like, podcast. Let us digress. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to so, you guys on that. But I just wanted to clarify that, Savannah, we uh, think it is candida poisoning, mm-hmm. but you're not ruling out that it could be mold. I have no idea. It also, like, I went to Mexico and got a parasite, so maybe it was that. But oh, that was my like, gosh. But that was like two years ago, and I did take an antibiotic for that. So okay. I don't know. Maybe you need another one. I know. Maybe it's just been kicking well, it for two years. 
Well, no, we did read on, we did read on WebMD right before this. Oh, God. Here that, we go. Just one quick thing. I'm sorry. Uh, that, um, that if it is candida poisoning, the Western medicine will give you an antifungal medication. Okay. You should mm-hmm. eat garlic. Garlic is really antifungal. I've been eating garlic. Only eat garlic. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm honestly, it's I've like, been looking into books of like going on, like doing a diet cleanse or like eating some sea moss and just really like beneficial. taking, eat, doing nothing and have a nourishing meal. Like even the oils, like knowing what oil is in it because certain oils aren't good for you and that's in fucking everything. Like, oh gosh, it's exhausting though yeah. to be like, can I eat this or can mm-hmm. I not eat it's it? It's also like really kicking me in the butt this whole year is of like being self-sufficient where like I am oh, to a certain degree, yeah. but not like, like now I've been camping more, which I haven't since I was little. Like I just haven't and I missed yeah. it so much and like just being more... Even just moving Dave yesterday into his new home, I was like moving shit. And he's like, okay, you can go slower. And I'm like, no, like I love this. Yes. Like I love hard work. And I want to know like how to be fully sufficient, like know how to sew my clothes, know what my garden is, know what's going to like help yes. heal this. And like uh, part I of that, that it's so same. wonderful. And part of that is like going to the apothecary and learning like what they can teach me of like, um, we've switched over to like natural toothpaste and um, just like yeah. all natural stuff because you're just like clogging your body. Um, and yeah. it's, we just don't know. And it smells so good. And it's like the most pretty and presented one. So of course or we want be that. like, get your teeth super white. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't want to have yellow teeth. No, like, of course especially not. Especially with how much we smoke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, joints and spliffs now for you. Uh-huh. A recent thing. Tee, recent as a But like oh, a I was a, I was so big into blunts for Oh my god, I love years. Blunts. Yeah. So like I totally get it. Like I'm not being like I only smoke cannabis, but like <laughs> Yeah, I just wanna be able to know like what all these different plants or just natural that like fungi, whatever, all yeah. these things what I can use them for to like benefit me and not like go like buy at a store or order off Amazon. Or, you know. Yeah, it feels like a wild time in our world to have to be too dependent on anyone else or, like, on these systems that we've, like, already seen food rations and things, like, not. And I've heard that so many times. Can we talk about that, actually? Yeah, That, like, I'm actually worried that, I think I told you, maybe both, that Stu told me the other day that, like, the second largest river in the world, which is in China, is completely dried up. And we're about to have, like, even more crazy, like... I'm reading shortages of the cellar of, right now, and it's all about like private, like privatizing water and privatizing everything. Oh, it's what so, was it that you're reading? Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. It is oh. amazing, but the whole premise is that like is this a book club? Book club? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this I every person Next needs to read. Will be a book club. No, but okay. and it talks about like how water's running out and food has run out and crime is rampant and all this stuff. And oh, it's like we're just gonna kill ourselves. And it takes place in 2026 <laughs> or like. 2023 to 2028. Yeah, and it's like, ooh. So, like, now it's taking place. Yeah, pretty much. So, it was written in like the early 90s, I want to say. But, oh my God, they knew. It's crazy. No, this woman, Octavia Butler, is a genius. Like, get her on the fucking pod. I'm sure sure she'd be like $20,000. Octavia Spencer is an actress. So, not the same person, but both amazing. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Wait, but what else specifically are you like, are you learning more things about, I don't know, just like, yeah, what we should be doing about water and food? 
is stockpiling. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Then it's not like, in the is book. Is that the rightest? Get a gun. The that's rightest. Kind of there. Is that the it, right? rightest? Is that the, <laughs> the best? most correct? Is yeah. that the best way to be going about? I feel like it's these things. I don't know. Like do, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's like communing where it's like I'm not gonna maybe spend my time diving into that resource however maybe I have a good friend who is really curious about that and why don't we all get together and mastermind the shit out of that because Mm -hmm. I don't want to like that's part of like communal living which I'm intrigued by is just like the sense of showing up and like it is the exchange system of like how can I help and also when I help how can I teach you also do this craft but here's what I'm really like passionate about and specialize in so let me teach you this like just like we did with the mushrooms Uh earlier like Mm -hmm. that was so cool to have my hands in there because I've seen other people's I've seen yeah. some process but I've never like been in it myself yes, and I want to we're so trying excellent. to cultivate mushrooms uh, some fun guys so we'll let y'all know how that goes <laughs> we're not gonna say what strain because oh. uh, we actually at this point don't know, no, uh, <laughs> we, we know that um so to go back to the thing that you're an expert in um what would you say that is and yes. how do you use plant medicine to drive that mission Yes. Mm. Good question. Really good question. <laughs> like, where's our <laughs> track? Let's get back on, back on track. Um, we asked me the first part of that question again. I got so um, like, what are you an expert in? An expert in? <sighs> yeah. So you're several. A coach. Well, you have several. I feel like experts. there's so many areas that I play in, and I like to just like vacillate between what feels good. Right now, I'm painting a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And I actually, I just hired my own fitness coach which is exciting. wait but didn't you used to do like a lot of fitness I've randomly? had like I've had did yeah you do bodybuilding I, for a, a hot I didn't do bodybuilding but I did like tri- I could like what was it called oh I did apeco for a while which is oh. Edo portal method mm-hmm. um which is fucking fun I so I did that and then I trained with my other friend who's also named Sav um wow. and but I haven't had like a coach it's my friend my dear friend Nadia and oh. we're doing it as a trade um, because nice. I brought her some like wonderful business, just like bipartisan. And so I don't know if that's oh. the right way to use that word. And that was really wonderful. Um, and that's part of like something with the influencer stuff was feeling like there wasn't a fair energy trade or like people just wanting yes. or like expecting. Like I've received a lot of messages of people like, hi, can you please post this or do this? And I'm like, I, I you're my friend and I no longer want I to know. tell people to <laughs> Um, It's a little frustrating, but so it felt really nice for her to reach out on her own because I had been like dreaming for three days of her training me, which is weird. Wow. Um, And we just got really close and she's really an exceptional person. You should have her on here, honestly. Oh my God, I'd love that. Um, I follow her. She's great. She's wonderful. I met her the old... the same night I met Dave. She's nuts. I love her so much, but um, we had like our first introductory call and it was just like allowing like breathing and like sitting for me and like receiving words of affirmation and things that I do with my coaching clients, but I've never really had a coach do for me. And it was so fascinating. Like one, the barrier to receive where like part of me or whatever the fuck was in my body was like, it would almost try and zone out or would like disassociate to not allow like her words to come in. Right. And then I would like re-combat it and then I would just start bawling and it was so wonderful. Um, So I don't know why I was talking to you about that. But oh, I like to do a bunch of different coaching. things. Okay, no, your, your skills. Oh, painting. No, I don't know why that was really <laughs> How do, do you play for a living? How do you play and make money at it? Um, coaching. Yeah, I so think, I do coaching. Yeah. I started off with, um, well, when I was like 17, I tried to start a life coaching business 
only because I was in college and I uh, had started taking psychology classes and I didn't want to like be someone's life coach, but those were the only words that I knew or that were like floating around. But I was like, I'm 17. I don't really have, like, I'm not going to be your life coach. Yeah. (laughs) Like you grow an adult. No, but I was like, here's all the stuff I'm learning. Like, let me just hold space for you and share these things or like, let me like help you know the power of gratitude and then hold you accountable in it where we just text each other each day, like three things we're grateful for until it's just a natural thing. Like I just wanted to do that. Um, But I used the word psychology on my website, even though I put everywhere. I was like in no fucking way. (laughs) I trained. Um, I still got like a little letter that was like, hi, you have the word psychology. You can't do that. And luckily, like, I didn't take any clients because people would come and I would feel bad charging them. So I would just, like, it ended up being a negative thing almost because I was worn down because I was just taking in people's, like, shit all day. That's a Um, lot. It was hard, but I also was so excited because I was teaching and I was, like, playing in these spaces that I knew, like, I just want everyone to have access to. Yeah. You had good intentions. I had great intentions (laughs) and it wasn't the time. And then all of a sudden it hit where I was doing workshops recently um, surrounding specifically inner child work and mirror work sessions Um, and inner child work is where you um, like just sit down and inner child work can be two things one it can just be playing just like anything that feeds your inner child like going to play or like coloring or doing things like even um, in sessions we'll talk about like things that people remember from childhood like one girl eats really healthy now one girl in a workshop eats really healthy now but she used to eat Um, like lollipops, like a specific lollipop when she was younger. So she likes to have that as a comfort sometimes. Um, And so it's like the play and like really nourishing and like really light. And then it's inner child work where you like sit down in a session and you close your eyes um, and you can do it yourself or be guided. And you just go back to any moment in time that comes up or a specific one. And you just picture um, present day you. And then separately, you like sit down and you picture younger you for a while and you're just like sitting with them. You're just observing them, like what's in the room, the sensory experience. And then you picture present day you walking into that room and just like giving younger you or like any past you like a great big hug. And then you can just like walk through like specific things. And it's just really like the power of our memory where it doesn't matter if what you're remembering in that session actually happened or not because like trauma or you're a kid or like sometimes we just don't remember correctly but no matter whether that was the truth of the experience or not it impacted you the same way and so to go back there um there's a joe dispenza quote and it's talking about um how a memory without the emotional attachment is called wisdom or something related to that so it's going back to that moment and like giving yourself whatever you need or like forgiving the people who didn't show up for you, forgiving yourself, like whatever it needs to look Mm -hmm. like in that session. Um, And then just like creating that different experience and walking away from it. So it's like healing that without having to have it be the correct truth, which is really cool. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And what is mirror work? Um, And then mirror work is like sitting and just looking at yourself in the mirror. And it can be a really quick thing again of like walking by the mirror every day. Yeah. I'm like, this already (laughs) is stressing me out. That's a common (laughs) response for people. Um, I, because of doing mirror work workshops, I now have mirrors all over my house because I just take them with me wherever I do workshops. So I have an abundance of them (laughs) all over my house. And it is so healing actually because I'll be like in a present day activity um, and then if I look up it's like me in that activity especially coming from a place where it's easy to disassociate it's like oh. such a grounding like oh this is my home this is like my tactical stuff I am here mm-hmm. mm. um, but mirrors do have like they can be really frightening or really really hard to look into and it's really weird to drop in because there is this like 
gray curtain almost where you go through different layers. And um, right now, recently I tried to do mirror work. And just like I said earlier, where it's teaching me like a different baseline to start at and how hard it is. Like sitting in mirror work a couple months ago is so hard to drop in, which is why when I do it in session, I like to do minimum an hour um, because it takes so long to like allow yourself to drop in. And um, it's fun. You can work with things like which eye, like focusing on just one eye. Um, Someone was talking to me about like a true reflection mirror um, that they saw somewhere. And like I've had multiple people say, but it's like your actual reflection because you know how the mirrors switch. Yeah, so it's like how people see you. So, So the... Other, like the true mirror would be how you're how you actually are. So you're facing like directly instead of the oh, reverse that the mirror whoa. does. So like you can really deeply connect, and it's like the first time you actually see yourself. So it's really weird. Wow, um, trips me up. Super weird. I've not come across <laughs> one, but I will let you know. Yeah, but it's also like even... all of a sudden <laughs> you're just like seeing yourself, and then you kind of like drop in, and then you really see yourself in a different way. And honestly, I cry a lot. I start off often just saying I love you over and over until I actually feel it and believe it. And then I like keep going. Um, And then you can like do specific things. You can take your inner child work into the mirror work and be like, okay, so they didn't show up for you in this way. How can you show up for yourself now? Like you didn't feel like your needs were met then. Like in what way can you show up for yourself now? Because you've got yourself, like you've got it. Wow. Yeah, it's sweet. It brings me a lot of joy. Oh, <laughs> that is so cool. That's wow. really wonderful. And then also like gratitude and affirmation writing and then like ideal reality work where you just sit in your ideal reality because your brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and reality. Um, so if you're just, that's another thing I try and do often, especially with this is instead of like with situations being really hard, I'm like, okay, I had the time to ruminate on it being the absolute worst case scenario. I'm like, what if this is about to be the best thing that's ever happened to me? And like, just to give yourself that time to sit there, it's really, it's not like an easy thing to like retrain it, but it's really nice. And then you're like putting that universal like message out too, um, that you're open and like expectant to receive. And then also when you receive like how grateful you are and like the power of truly savoring it. Gratitude isn't just writing a list, but it's really feeling what it is in your body. And then the power of affirmations is using future gratitude. So you're just sitting and holding, you're reconnecting to gratitude that you know, you know the visceral feeling, you know how it shows up. And so you're just taking that for something you want in the future and you're like, wow, I already have this, like this feels so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how you call it in. Wow. Yeah, it's like, beautiful. Yeah, you. gratitude is so so powerful that like you've made me realize too, and like especially with dealing with mental health purposes. In my opinion, like it's so easy for me and other people I know that have m- similar mental health problems with depression, anxiety. It's so easy to like dig yourself down into that hole. Yeah. But then we forget that it's just as important to like, you have to build yourself back up again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how else are you going to do that? Unless you're literally like saying to yourself every day of like, I love myself. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of everything. Like you, it's constant reminders or else how else are you going to like get yourself out of that hole? You have to, like it's up to you. And so that's why it's also so empowering every time you do, because then it is that return safety of like, even if it takes a month or two this time and it's really fucking hard, like I am going to pull myself out each time. And like knowing exactly what you said earlier, like knowing what specifically works for you too, of like, maybe it has to be a sticky note. Maybe it is a daily gratitude practice. Maybe it's like Danielle being like, Hey, if I say that I don't want to go out, actually fucking drag me out of the house, you know, like whatever it is, it's like setting those things up for success for future things. If you know, 
know like it's coming because we are cyclical humans. Systems. Yes. Yeah. Sis- oh, fuck. oh my god. It's like we, <laughs> we yeah. And we just Sternal talked about systems, systems. <laughs> But like we love our own systems mm-hmm. that we create, but we don't mm-hmm. like the external systems. It's like, like thrust it, on us. Yeah. 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 I mean it's hard to create a system that works that you want to engage with every day when there's like so many things that you Mm -hmm. have to do every single day and like to prioritize yourself and the work that it takes to get Mm -hmm. wellness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's overwhelming. Self-care. And And I think part of that, and I think part of that is like the grace to know that you're not always going to immediately just be like, great. Pulled up by my bootstraps. We're great. We're good to go. Like, yes. what's wrong with you? You're not better now. Like, right. oh, you, you didn't do this for 20 minutes. Yeah, Aren't you better. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up? Or it's like, oh, you didn't do. It. There's like this concept also of perfectionism that I had for a lot, which is why it's so fucking cool now that I just have like an absurd amount of notebooks and I just scribble and like will paint no matter what is the outcome, um, which is also like inner child stuff. And I don't know where yeah. I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> um, what did you just say to me? Okay, I'm sorry. We were talking about <laughs> systems and how there's so many things that you have to build into your day oh, 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 of oh, habits thank you. and okay. blah, blah, blah. And also like the self-compassion when you don't do like everything. I'm like, I'm not oh, hard on myself totally, where I'm like, oh, yeah. you didn't do that today. Like, do you even care? You know, it's like, okay, well, it's fucking difficult. Yeah. And even like having the flexibility of like today, self-care looks like resting and watching a movie and numbing yes. out. Tomorrow, self-care looks like going for a, a run. Yes. Sometimes, or like but self-care looks day, like it's not going to be going for a run. No, and it doesn't and have to be. And it can what, literally be yes. fake it till you make it that day where it's like, hey, I do love you. I love you. Like, let me <laughs> go buy you some ice cream because I do care about you and you really want that. You know, maybe I shouldn't have ice cream, but <laughs> that's yeah. the candy to talk about. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, that's the, it's a constant on um, this. So how do you use plant medicine in you know, coaching and guiding yeah. people and yourself. Yeah. So my, can you start with cannabis? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of my ultimate goals in life has always been to maybe not always, but in a most recent time has been to have multiple properties and have a place to facilitate specific types of trips, um, using different plant medicine and, um, like ketamine and LSD and all these things. Once I like know more about it, Um, and just like having a place to really just play and be a child and do all these things. But, um, cannabis has been wildly healing. I feel like a few years ago, something switched for me with it where probably just the more intentionality of it. And, um, I don't know, just like continuing to find better and better products or like people who are just putting love into it or like also indulging more in homegrown. So important, the quality. Um, Hugely important. And that's so interesting, like talking to people, um, who seem kind of authoritative, but then they're like, oh, well, do you prefer indica or sativa? And I'm like, no, yeah, sorry, I keep yelling at this. I'm like, I, oh, I went to the dispensary and I like have been so spoiled with cannabis like, from working with companies that I haven't gone have? to a dispensary in a while. And I went and I was just like, uh, they were like, okay, indica or sativa. And I was like, you as the bud tender like, should, should be able to be, be asking I was like, that, hey, yeah. I would just like to smell them. And she's like, oh. I'm like, I don't under, I don't understand. Yeah. That's such a crazy thing. I think this is a particularly weird one. People typically yeah. are okay, but um, uh, I do but, feel like the indica sativa thing is like that's all I get from bud tenders. For real, ever. for I'm real. Like, so frustrating. So how do you feel about this? I just want to. It's a sativa. Slap them across the face, like what? like what does that mean? That doesn't mean yeah. anything. That's mm-hmm. a label put on to make it like mass consumerable, so you have some general concept of what's right. going on. But really, your nose knows, so you need to sniff it. Yes. And two, it's the terpenes. Like I don't yep. terpenes and cannabis. 
cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. What what do they got? What are they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once um, people, everyone starts doing that. I know like Veritas lists terpenes. That's um, smart. And yeah, I just really want to see that going. Because again, that's the medicine. That's like knowing exactly like even things down to like bug spray where it's like, okay, I don't want to put a like non-natural thing on my body, but I want to go camp and there's a ton of bugs. Like I can just put lemon and oh, I can't think of it, some eucalyptus-y thing and that's going to stop them, but also not like harm them, you know? Like that sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, And a few years ago, something switched where cannabis just felt extra, like almost trippy mushroomy. Um, And so I think that's, most often my experience specifically when I'm alone mm. um so I think like, like very hallucinant mm-hmm. it's like a hallucinogenic oh yeah I'm like <laughs> you kind hallucinatory. of hallucinatory yeah. <laughs> like we know what we're saying we know we know what we're saying we're here to educate uh, hallucinatory we're educating ourselves <laughs> just as much as people listening yeah. so this is an English lesson so <laughs> yes no, <laughs> you do, you get some yeah hallucinogenic um, properties yeah it becomes like out. a very it becomes similar to a mushroom or LSD high um, and it's been really like really wonderful like microdosing or like um, tripping tripping it's a weird in between because I'm still like somewhat like I'm still functioning for the most part but I'm just like silly trippy not fully like pred, very, like, like lucid yeah and just also ultimate creation or like ultimate flow um, and nice. one thing I've really been using it for as medicine is with tobacco right now I'm using a shitty tobacco but like to have a small amount of tobacco and have such intention with it with the with cannabinoids with the cannabis <laughs> Um, feels like for some reason that feels really like something like almost ancestral that feels like it's a really deep connection for me. And so when I'm in that space, specifically when I'm dancing too with that combination, it's like this crazy drop in like channel flow situation. I have to have Uh, a notebook. Like I work through so many things. Sometimes you can just like dance. I think that's also my main medicine right now is dance. Beautiful. Um, yeah, like physical movement because we store so much in our bodies without realizing it. Um, mm-hmm. And like even... And you can see some of her little dances on ah. Instagram. <laughs> we, we should have mentioned your handle at the beginning, but at Savvy underscore Rose. Yes. S-A-V-V-Y underscore R-O-S-E. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, we forgot to mention that. Okay. But I'll link it in the... Perfect, thank you. Um, yeah, like even just shaking, the power of shaking, where mm-hmm. like animals, when they experience something, tapping is so cool. When animals um, sh- like experience something traumatic, they'll go like in their herd out of danger and they'll just like shake it out. Really? So like Why? get all of it, because otherwise it's literally stored in our body. Like right now I'm seeing this Whoa. new... Videos of it are oh. really interesting. You I should need definitely yeah. see that. You can watch one after this. Okay. <laughs> Um, I just started seeing a soft tissue chiropractor um, because oh, nice. I was hit by a car. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I um, and I like haven't been able to dance for the past month or two, and I just have been crying, like Aww. because I feel so debilitated in my like mobility, like my yeah. ability to show, like live Exert is so. Emotion. Oh, really? It's yes. so yeah. It's wild. And you've always been the very flexible, very mm-hmm. like always free flowing and like for you I to not be able movement. to do that fully is like it saddens me it's so sad it's so sad it's really weird it's really weird so having cannabis in that We're space has helped crazy too. health things this year <sighs> it's been like multiple i feel like it. what's happening in our world what keeps coming up is like ultimate release or like um there's a rainbow kitten surprise song and it's like talking about like absolute i listened to this um in i guess december 
this past year um because a lot of stuff was like feeling like it was in turmoil then too and the song is like talking about how everything must go like just all ultimate like destruction crumble and that's a lot of the dancing is like that just absolute fucking like release (laughs) and it feels like the past like several months have been absolute just like hard reveals of stuff that I can no longer carry to be my highest, most authentic, happiest self. Yeah. But it's showing up in ways that are so aggressive or like specifically with humans where I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel good this week, but I want to go spend my time with them. And then it's showing up and reproducing the same bad feelings for no reason. And then I go hang out with like friends who I've known for a while, but maybe haven't been that close with, Mm -hmm. like haven't had quality time, but I'm feeling this gravitational pull again, the intuition, and then it's perfect and I feel healing and like things come from it. So it's been a lot of like release and aggression and like fucking hard shit. And now like all of this abundance and things like beyond what we've even known feels like it's coming in it's yeah. just coming in really slowly it feels like but that's okay <laughs> I'm like such a firm believer that like when the universe closes like one door it's opening four more for yeah, you absolutely and, yeah and they're gonna be so much better for you like yeah but it is hard I feel like this year I've also experienced a lot of like letting things go release of like yeah. the universe being like we're trying to show you that this relationship is not good for you. Yes. And now it's going to be a really painful process yeah. because you're not listening and you're finally going to see. Yeah, it's like we're showing up one more final time. Yeah. But also if you don't listen, well, this isn't the final time, but it might be more intense. But it's like, okay, I've got yep. it now. Like, And we're only being shown things that we can handle at the moment in time. Like, I truly believe everything's conspiring in our favor. Like. Our purpose here is not one of like struggle. It is one of getting to be in joy. I feel like that is our birthright. So it's just like continuing to show up and find the ways that we like live in that joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. The Eastern concept of breathing is exhale and then inhale. And I think Mm. that there's something really important about like emptying, releasing, and then being able to intake. Yeah. So yeah, I, love I agree. That. Also with breath, I've been doing a lot of breath work now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my coaching sessions, I typically always do like just sitting. We just breathe for a while to relax the nervous system. But I've been doing like true Wim Hof breathing. And wow. Yeah. Oh, that and like a little walk early Wait, in the morning yeah, when no one's do out. Do you just like go like polar plunge <laughs> yes. just because? I like, used to do, do that, that all nice. the time. Yeah, I used literally. to get in water a lot. I haven't done that recently. I kind of have. There's this like wonderful creek in Golden we should all go to. Um, like further in the canyon, yes. like a hidden little. Okay, drop I was like, off. if it's the one downtown, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same water, but like in the canyon. I think it's technically yes. evergreen. Oh, okay, wow, I'm down. <laughs> Yes. Oh, wait. And what about, yeah, mushrooms and psilocybin? Do you oh, talk a yeah. Um, so that was like my ultimate beginning to the psychedelic world. And I really, no. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Did I take LSD first? No. Mushrooms. Whatever comes Whatever. to mind. Share all your experiences. Um, but mushrooms, I think, just have been like such joyous, grounding, like motherly feeling. Um yeah, just really nurturing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They feel wonderful. Yeah. I think because of the candida stuff in my body recently, I haven't felt so good with them, which has been interesting. Oh, because they're probably like repelling um, each other. Like. Something's happening. So like the past few times I've taken them, I've almost dropped deeper into that negative headspace, even if I wasn't in it before, Whoa. or I just don't feel good. Like my stomach just feels like it's trying to do something weird. Uh. Um, but I have been feeling very called to do some LSD again soon. So that's exciting. Nice. I love LSD. Oh, really? Why? Mm-hmm. It feels 
I mean, everything done in the right set and setting, obviously, but yeah. it just feels very light and playful. Mushrooms often to me feels really like, like you're like melty yes. and heavy yes. and grounded versus LSD. I can go dance and dance and dance and yeah. dance and run around and just be a little kid. Like, I also feel that way with mushrooms, but it's more like I want to play in the fridge and like play in the little food and like slow, you know? It's more like internal shadows. Yeah. It's more like healing sometimes. And LSD's like bright colors, fun, external. (laughs) But it is also, I feel like with LSD, the things that I do need to see also with mushrooms, I feel like it's more like a gradual, like maybe just because I haven't taken as much as I have of LSD, but I feel like my mushroom experience has been a little bit softer. Um, and I feel like with LSD, if I need to know something, it like punches me in the face with it a little bit. And I'm okay. like, oh, it's sharper. It feels sharper to me. Like mushrooms yeah. feel like they have a rounded edge kind of like like just soft and round and like yeah. maybe like a duller color. And LSD just feels like like sharp and bright. Yeah, it like turns you like mm-hmm. you're like perform. Like I feel like it's a performance enhancing drug almost oh. to an extent. Like that guy mm-hmm. that threw the perfect game or whatever on LSD in the 70s. Anyway, what? y'all should look into that. It's interesting. What is that? Um, <laughs> Yeah. This baseball player threw a perfect game, um, oh. and he like didn't know he was playing that night, and took a bunch of LSD, and then they were like, "Hey, dude, you're starting!" Oh. Like, and he was like, "What?" Oh. And went, and it was like the one. Of, I mean, why isn't there a movie on yeah, there? They talk about there's like a good amount of like documentary oh, kind of stuff about it. it. Y'all need to get on that sports stuff because <laughs> they add it to no. my list. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. with I think with psychedelics also it's interesting because growing up like even with my mom being a hippie like us not talking about it mm. and having that like always being a perfect kid like even if I wasn't being perfect I was like going about it in a way where it was similar so like I don't know how to describe that other than my senior year I wasn't going to walk at graduation because we had like a new attendance policy and I just like didn't want to show up on time or like I would go skip class like I yeah. would I was a great student and I was like friend it was whatever um but then all of a sudden I couldn't walk at graduation and so I went to go talk to the attendance woman who was so wonderful um, and I had like way above the amount. And so I wasn't going to be able to walk. And she's like, oh, honey, like the whole year, I've just marked them as like school related absences because no one went in and hung out with her. Like no one just treated her like a human. And Aww. I would show up every day with like little snacks and I'd go hang out with her and just like Aww. be her friend. Aww. I don't know why I was telling you that either. Oh, oh, like the perfect little kid oh, situation. Yes. Um, part of that is like this psychedelic thing where I never really had like a true intense spring break or like even in college, I went from being in high school, my junior year um, to my freshman year of college. I was in a three-year relationship, very serious monogamous, like my first love. And then I was in another three-year relationship with like a much older guy. It was my other like second half of freshman year of college, I think. Um, And like super business and just, he also introduced me to the cannabis world. So like I got into a lot of things when I wasn't 21 because I was going with his company um, and that was more into the THC world. So my mom introduced me to the hemp and like that, I almost loved more because it was like educational and like just these fucking vibey little hippie cutie families. And then the THC world was like party. And I was like, okay, like I'm young, I'm down to party, but I've never been like super, super into it. So it's kind of hard for me, but um he kind of introduced me into that world and I don't know why I was saying that to you. Oh, so I was, I never like had like party, party spring break, like indulge in a way where I'm that careless kind of like the lack of control, I think is something that's really difficult for me. And so even though I'm such an advocate and I love, love, love these psychedelic experiences, it's also really difficult for me where I have to be 
like a plan specific. Yes. I know I have my safety stuff. I know like I don't want to just take a bunch of drugs and go oh. to a concert. Sometimes yeah, no. I will. Sometimes uh. I will. Like, so it depends. Oh. Like if I'm there and it's really good LSD and I know it is and like we're VI, I'm like, great. I will be taken care of. Like I feel safe in that container. Yeah. So I'm down. I'm, all about, I'm always thinking about though, like, is like how I'm getting home is like my always like, yeah. I don't know. I like, I have, no, it's important. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. My important. control issue is just like, I need to know that like I have someone getting me home. You yeah, know? <laughs> for sure. I want to know I have someone getting me home. I want to know if I want to be alone, I can be alone safely no matter what. And I don't need to explain it. I want to know like people would understand. I want them to also be playful and happy. Like yeah. I want there to be like sensory <laughs> things around me. Like I want to play. I love that. Uh, so fun that we can use these things to our benefit. Totally. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked with MDMA or ketamine? Yeah, interesting. So MDMA, um, the first time I had it, I went to a Red Rocks concert and it was not pure and it was wonderful. I had a great time. Um, But then the next day, so terrible for a full week. Like I couldn't even drink water for like a day or two because my mouth was so like grinded out, like not pure, not good. But like my first time, it's a wonderful show. This feels good. And then like the repercussion of it was horrible and like just sad for a while. I've heard that from other people. Uh Um, And then I had done it like a few more times. But again, I was in like a not a healthy relationship and it was not the purest. And so then we're going to these shows and my body started rejecting it. Like one time I just threw up. Yeah. but Uh-oh. medicinally, um, I've used it in other playful situations where I know it's pure. Um, we had a friend, Nadia, actually. Um, was it Nadia? Yeah, it was Nadia's birthday like sometime last year. And um, obviously, because we have a birthday each year. And um, her partner rented out a skating rink, and we took MDMA. And um, at that point, I had just joined my mystery ritual dance school. And so um, we so we did like um, a bunch of like crazy floor dancing and things and just about Whoa. being slow and like trippy and whatever. And um, so I just got in the middle of the skating rink and took off my skates and didn't skate a single time and just was like <laughs> dancing on the ice rink while everyone was around. And um, the next day, I can show you a photo afterwards, like bruised my knees, like purple blue like all down my legs really insane (laughs) but the MDMA was so beautiful so healing like so wonderful Um, and then recently probably like November December maybe maybe December I don't know no because there wasn't snow on the ground I don't know I don't know sometime prior to December um, I tried all this December I have to say anyway do you remember like sometime around then there was like a really big windy day yeah, was it like when the, all of Superior burned down? Or was it the time? Because like, <laughs> remember there was a time, well, that I day, but not. then like three weeks before on, I think oh it was December God. 7th, it was super windy too. And I think it was that. I don't think there were fires. I, I got home insurance, like renter's insurance that day because I was like, shit is going crazy. Yeah, what a specific. You're I just had it. to do some shit okay. with my renter's insurance. So. Um, yeah, it was like this massive windy day and I had decided to do an MDMA journey. And so I had a friend um, who through like Apeco actually she had done this experience and so I was experiencing at that time like really it felt like disassociating or I felt like I was just like in such a deep hole again that like I couldn't pull myself out Mm -hmm. and so I felt like I was reaching for something to be like hey here we go like here's the authority like let me help you Um, and I heard great things about MDMA specifically to help exactly what you said like to release that trauma because it is like just love yeah um And so I like had this introductory call and by the time, (laughs) and by the time I had this introductory call, um, 
I had like already worked through or it was either the first or the second introductory call and I'd already worked through what I had like been on the phone or had like wanted the session for. I felt like I was out of it. But I also was like, well, you haven't had a hard life thing in a little bit. And like you, like I just kept reaching. I was like, well, there's generational stuff. Like there's always something you could come up with. Like it was just this weird thing. Like I didn't even go meet her in person. So there were a lot of things looking back where like I was like something was just stopping me. She's wonderful. Like it wasn't, it wasn't this experience at all. It was just something in me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to do the whole journey. I showed up. It was that windy day. Um, I went, I took the dose um, and I like felt the come up and it was like very hot and tingly, but then it was like tingly as if I was having an allergic reaction to it. Like my body just really didn't want it. Mm. Um, and I was hot and I was laying there for a while and a while and a while. And then I remember like getting up, uh, I can kind of like feel it in my body again. Uh. And I remember just like getting up to go pee and I just started vomiting. Um, and then I came back and I told her, um, and then we like, we, I laid there for a while Um, and I felt like relatively lucid. Like I didn't really feel much. I just Mm -hmm. felt hot and like uncomfortable a little bit. And she like contacted her supervisor person, like of the lineage she's learning, which actually is really extraordinary. And it was a book I had just read happens to be the lineage. So it was really cool, really cool to like step into that space, especially because I do want to facilitate in the future. However, in that moment I didn't need it and my body rejected it. And she gave me a little bit more later and it didn't do anything. And so then I just like sat upstairs and like came out of ceremony and just waited until I was okay to go home and just went home. And the first thing like coming out of that, um, I just wrote down like, you can do this yourself. Like, why are you reaching for this? Mm -hmm. Um, And I just like kept showing things like that. So that was my most recent MDMA experience. Interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you have to pay for that? Um, I think that I paid for like the introductory stuff and I think that I don't know if she charged me for the session because it didn't actually happen. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it was really interesting. Yeah, your body was like, nope. Mm-mm. Were you, it, was it just one-on-one? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting, like gorgeous, gorgeous experience. And it was cool to know. And it literally was from a book lineage that I've been reading. Um, do you know Consciousness Medicine? Mm-mm. You should read it. It's really good. Um, but just not the time, I guess. So that was the most uh, wow. intense MDMA experience, I think, in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're like, there's, I feel like so much anticipation. Yeah, and what's weird is that I didn't, really feel it like everything leading up really I should have known but I just didn't know because I wanted to do it and I was like that's okay like it didn't feel bad it just didn't feel like this like normally when you agree to something like that or like a medicine ceremony it starts working you know like I felt like I was having things come up that were kind of trippy but I was like I don't even feel like I'm dropped into this even before so wow you were resisting like before it even yeah just like passive kind of which is odd yeah it's exciting with it um, being on the ballot in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we talked yeah. about all the possibilities yeah. of that. Yeah. Do you have any? Um, Do you know anything more yeah, about We talked or about hopes it a little dreams, bit the or? last interview, but. Um, I just think it's wonderful, as, like alongside the educational resources and the people who are like, here's the medicine and here's how we like allow it. I wish we had a system of like proper education because there's such a fear against it because we're going to like be. Um, we're open-minded and wonderful and then revolt <laughs> against our systems. Um, I feel like there isn't the necessary like spread of education or like even that little booklet in the 710 thing where it's just like, hey, you might not know this, but here's how you have the best experience. Like mm-hmm. just continuing yeah. to have people who are like open-minded and the educators and like Education the trust and key. also the trusted resources because I think it's so interesting being in this world and having now this access and these buzzwords and these things come up. 
And if you have money, you can go. But it might not be the right. Like I had a coaching client who went and ended up being really ungrounded and now like had multiple, multiple years of having to come out of that. Oh gosh. Um, like, from a poor psilocybin or um, um, psychedelic From experience? going to a retreat, I think, I can't remember where, um, not here, I think Thailand, mm. um, somewhere over there, but um, just when, and they weren't properly educated on like grounding practices in conjunction oh, with so these yeah, psychedelics and things. Scary. So like the integration process or like mm-hmm. dieting intensely without proper education of those people specifically or like anything related to that. So it yeah. can be really harmful if it's not... Um, yeah, like done properly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Well, that's why education. It's all, like it's a lifelong journey. Like yeah. we never. Yeah, I feel like we never are gonna be like okay. I know, know. everything. Yeah, like, and I love that. I think that's one of like when you mentioned a superpower earlier. Uh, I don't remember your exact question yeah. again. Um, but I think one of them is being like a perpetual student, like continuing to just be curious and open. Yes. Um, and like I do have my own firmness and things, but I'm also I feel just like really watery. Like I'm open <laughs> to hear. Like that just will either strengthen my belief prior or now I have this new understanding or at least a new version of like one perception of the world from one person because we're I don't know I never know the term um the like psychology term I think it's a German word um where we're all just living in our own existence but we're just like living in each other's worlds you know do you know what I mean? oh, no. like we're experiencing the same thing but also very different like you guys are in my own perception of this world but I'm in yours but I'm in yours so like Schroedenfreud. Yeah, it's like, like something it's like, like I think it's like Schroeden Okay. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> we're the, the Schroeden of the Schroedenfreud. We're gonna have to look that one. Yeah, up. we're definitely. Um, but to wrap things up because it's already been like an hour and a half, and we have our, oh. our dude coming. Unless oh. you wanted to talk about ketamine, really. Uh, I can talk about ketamine really quickly. Oh, okay, oh, sure. Only yeah, real quick. Um, I was introduced to it also in a weird way. I had a previous roommate who was wild. And she just always told me about how her and her partner would take it and go to Walmart or how she would like take it and be in a K-hole in his garage and have to have him like come scrape her off the floor. And I was like, oh, so this is a dirty drug. I was like, not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Oh my god! What, okay. what were you picturing? I thought you were gonna be like someone like found their true sense of self through being yeah. in this K hole in like, a garage. Well, this is this is a that's years. my later experience, but okay. this was my first, and this was like two years ago about. And I heard that and I was like, great, dirty drug, won't do it. I did it um, with someone I was dating at the time. Forgot I did it because we had already been like playing and it was like such a teeny tiny amount. Like it wouldn't have done anything. Um, and then the second time I did it was again with that partner and um, Adolfo and I had just gone on a double date and we came back and we were just like laying and lounging around the living room and took a little bit then with this like other wonderful couple. And it was so playful and like sweet and interesting and just like deeply, just like deeply connected. (laughs) Wait, this all like Um, microdosing it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know portions of what I took. Like I trusted them, Um, but like smaller amounts, that's typically what I like to do is like the small and then you can build up. Yeah. I, can't remember who told me, so this might not be true, but I'm pretty sure ketamine compounds on itself. So if you take it and then you take it again, it would be stronger than if you, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, It's not like a re-up, it's like It's like intensifying it, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, And then since then, I have gone to like weird, weird parties where I was doing LSD and other things. And I got there and I had one friend be like, okay, this is blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you meet him, he's going to offer you ketamine. And they're like, it's honestly really wonderful ketamine. And I'm like, (laughs) Um, sure enough, I like sit down with him and he's like, hi, and like introduces it to me, but like beautiful display, like 
fun setting. I'm like, great, wow. sure. I did a little bit, but again, like already on LSD, so I'm not sure the like impact right. of that. Um, it was also just such a weird night because again, like with the with psychedelics, if I'm around a ton of strangers, sometimes it's hard for me where I can't quite grasp if yes. I'm out of control. Um, I totally and I don't, I never want to feel that way. So it's almost like I like can't drop in fully, which causes okay, that resistance. Yeah. And so in that setting, it was like a bunch of crazy ass people like partying. It might've been Halloween or something mm-hmm. like partying on drugs. And so it was par- kind of hard for me to drop right. in. Um, but then recently I've done like micro ketamine, just like at that little Creek that I mentioned with my good friend and microdose mushrooms with it. Um, like taking little edibles and smoked some spliffs and taken some ketamine and just played on rocks. And it's like so beautiful, light, playful. Wow. Um, and the only other thing I'll mention is that same guy who offered it. He talked to me another time and said that, um, I can't remember if he did it or it's just like a thing, but if you take like a cert, the same kind of ketamine, he was saying as like the other people in your close circle and you're very close with each other, if you all take it, you can kind of like, dr- like almost dream state, like travel together, mm. like astral project almost Whoa. together to the same place. Something like it's that. I like think you'd have to take a lot, but like, so yeah. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> like you can have like the wow. same hallucinations. Super curious. Oh, the next thing I want to try is so DMT. Nice. So yes. I am also trying to do... That's why I'm weaning off of my um, antidepressants, actually, is to do this um, 5-MeO-DMT ceremony. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, be sure. And he said he would come on the podcast, the facilitator, after we do it. So... That's yes, sick. I'll hook you yeah. guys up yeah. with him. He's great, <laughs> except it does cost like $500, so yeah. I would need to save. But, oh, yeah, the last question we ask everyone, okay, if you could consume, I guess, like any of these natural medicines that we have been discussing. Just one. Or multiple with anyone in the world, alive or dead <gasps> or fictional, but not family. Oh. oh. Who would it be? <laughs> Who would it be and why? That's so hard. And I have a really the, hard time with definitives. I want everyone. Well, you can say a couple of people that you like. So it could be like celebrity or like icon, you know. Oh, so not like, I like I wouldn't like call out my friends right now and then. No. Okay. We want it to be like. icon. Every other question taken gracefully. Yeah, this one, pure panic. It's no. really thrown you <laughs> off your game here. We should have had you prep an answer. Last one. Wait, our last guy said he would like smoke. Larry David. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay, nice. And would you be consuming cannabis or another plant oh, medicine? Oh, with Larry David? <laughs> I'd like to do some LSD with Larry David. That, that is would be epic. sick. Yeah. Let's write him. Tell him. Maybe LDA. he'll accept. I love it. Oh, yay. Sweet. Thanks for sharing your amazing experiences and stories and insight into all these different medicines and just the the way to live life, man. Thank you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, I guess Instagram would be the easiest. So Savvy underscore Rose. Yay. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thank you, cutie. And if you're taking a Polaroid, you only get one chance. (laughs) And as always, stay high. high.